0: to go into the Word, and we're going to be reading from the book of 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. This is a scripture that the Lord has given me uh, for this service today. Thank you for being faithful to the house of the Lord, and I feel a wonderful presence of God. Yes. Man. Amen. The book of 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. I'm going to preach to you today that God hasn't given the spirit of fear. You may be seated. God hasn't given the spirit of fear. Of fear there um, are some very powerful things in the Word of God that point toward his coming we are in an hour right now where we are trouble on every hand according to the world's viewpoint but yet the church needs to remain trusting in him because we we do have a trust in the Lord uh, we put our faith in him that's the re- reason why we do pray and I know it's important during this very and we don't make light of it it's important to be wise during this coronavirus outbreak it is important for us to wash our hands and to uh, be cautious in coughing and around people are coughing or just be cautious in various different ways because Uh, We we do want to make sure that um, we do our part in all of this. And, of course, I do believe that through this, for the future, we can learn as a country, as a world, as a church, that we can learn uh, clean hygiene for the future. And it is important. I do know that there's a lot of fear going around and there's a lot of... uh, influenza and other things that have been around us for years. As a matter of fact, when you look at the the numbers of people that have actually died from influenza, it's staggering. And we don't even think about that a lot of times. But this in America at this point, I'm sure it's probably changed, but fifty-one was the last number that I had heard of of people that have died from the coronavirus. And yes, it has brought a lot of fear, but I do know that there's a lot of other diseases and things that have killed people uh, even greater than this that we probably should have been more fearful of. But there is something sweeping our world right now, that fear. It is to be respectful to one another. And I, I do, I want to say I do respect those that make decisions that they feel is very important concerning their families i i respect them very highly in that and i i don't have a problem with that we have to do what we have to do to to be able to take care of our families and make sure that everything is right and of course concerning this church uh, we will abide by the laws that are imposed upon our country i think the lord god is allowing us God's in control of all this so God is allowing us to have church today and that, and that is a wonderful thing uh, but if there is a law that we will abide by the law um, to, you know, to do whatever they feel that we need to do of course we will make provisions uh, with podcasts or what have you for you to be able to uh, continue to have a Bible study or some type of uh, church service at home or whatever But as long as we are able to, we're going to continue. And we're going to be wise in that. The Bible does say in the book of Ecclesiastes uh, uh, for us to be wise, uh, to be not foolish. Uh, It it also says, be not foolish and die before your time. I mean, that's scripture. So God is wanting us to be wise in all things. And that is what we're going to do as a church body. Um, Thank you for considering other people. Thank you for considering even Sister Janae. She is in pregnancy, but she's getting real close to giving delivered, be delivered. So uh, we do want to be respectful to her, and uh, thank you for praying for her. But we need to be wise in dealing with this. Uh, This thing has gripped the world, and in gripping the world, it... It's, it's just opened up some avenues of thought here today that, that fear has overcome, not just America, but it's overcome the world. i tell you what's really amazing to me about this, that it seems to me to be like a prophetic word from the book of Revelation that has been presented to our world. Another thing that is very amazing to me Uh, as I watch this unfold it's amazing how the world could be seemingly prospering and then just like within a week's time how quick a sickness could bring it to its knees not just America but to the world there are are countries that are closing their borders there are countries that um, are Uh, making all different types of laws to try to protect people from the coronavirus and and to um, keep people from spreading it and all of this. But the concern here is the fear, the fear that has overwhelmed people's minds, hearts, and I'm going to go even deeper, their soul. This thing has... Brought fear upon people's souls uh when you be, read in the book of Revelation, I was reading some of these um some of these vials and of course trumpets that were played or or vials that were poured out, and it talks about uh, uh you know vials being poured out upon the sea, and every soul in the sea dies from that and and it talks about various other things that are poured out in the end time we are living in the end time whether you want to admit it or not we are living in the end time God is lining things up to prepare for his coming and it's important that we as a church body don't let fear control us being wise in what we're doing but yet not live in fear and and walk in fear to the point where it hinders us and deceives us and distresses us to the point where we can't function in the work that God wants us to do there's a lot of fears in the world I and I know this is just a few it comes from um, uh, from uh, Fraser Kent in a writing of nothing to fear and this is just a few it says and I might mispronounce some of these if you know it then uh, just give me the grace that I can pronounce it and mispronounce it over and over again and thank you for not calling me out on it but uh, peladophobia is a fear of baldness and bald people. Aerophobia is a fear of giraffes. Porfribophobia is a fear of the color of purple. Chidophobia is a fear that I'm going to pronounce this word wrong. No, that's not that. That's not it. Chidophobia is a fear of hairy people. These are literal fears in our world. Uh, Levophobia is a fear of objects on the left side of the body. Dextrophobia is a fear of objects on the right side of the body. Aurorophobia is a fear of the northern lights. Caliophobia is a fear of obscure meanings. Philassophobia is a fear of being seated. I hope you don't have that phobia right now. If you do, stand. We'll have a Pentecostal stand up service. We do have a lot of phobias in our world. Statobisiobosyphobia is a fear of standing and walking odontophobia is a fear of teeth <laughs> that explains a whole lot right there Graphiophobia is a fear of writing in public and phobophobia is a fear of being afraid and that is just a few of phobias that are in our world they've got a name for everything They've got a phobia. They've got a fear for something that might be crazy off the wall to us, but to some people, it is a—it's a—it's something that has got a grip on them to the point where they can't function because of this fear. It might even be something that's not even there, but or it might be something that is there. But people have become so fearful, and it's got to the point where it can be even contagious. It was said by H.O. Mackey speaking of his experiences in battle a soldier writer says how infectious fear is how it grows when yielded to and how when once you begin to run it soon it soon seems impossible to run fast enough whereas if you can manage to stand your ground the alarm lessens and sometimes disappears this is the fear of a soldier on a battlefield that sometimes you just got to stop and take a stand and trust and believe you know the ways of the world are more frail than many would like to think we look at the world and think that there's a lot of stability there and the strongholds of military and strength of countries and and leaders and and governments and this and that but the ways of the world are more frail than what we would actually even think that it is or could be and this it could collapse quickly it's amazing to me how that a sickness could come upon our world and begin to spread i do understand the 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 importance of being wise in this but it's amazing how that in biblical proportions i don't take it lightly but in biblical proportions and prophetic word in the book of revelation and in the end time how that our world could come to its knees by a sickness and even a sickness that and any death is terrible but with fewer numbers than what we've actually dealt with for so many years, it it could bring people to their knees to the point where they are so fearful and it's so contagious. It's contagious and it's running rampant through our world and it's even affecting America today, states. It's affecting everything about us. Our lives are being changed because of a fear and how that the world could collapse very quickly. We might think, how could biblical prophecies come to pass and do the things that they say that they could do? This proves the point right here that the book of Revelation, uh, when it begins to unfold, and it is unfolding, how that it can bring our world to its knees very quickly these things are going to come to pass the only thing stable in life is god the only thing stable in life is the word of god trusting in the power of the Word of God, amen, putting your faith and building a foundation in the truths of the Word of God. And as a church body, it's important for us to understand we don't want to walk in fear, we don't want to live in fear, but we do want to trust in God and in the power of His Word. And if God chose today to just wipe the slate clean in our world, To the church we are reassured that there is an eternity beyond this life I'm talking about truths of the word of God and the things that will make you stable and the things that will give you hope and the things that will give you a strength and and a blessing is the power of God and his word can I hear an amen Amen, there is an eternity for the church, for those that have prepared themselves for the coming of the Lord. There is a hope for us amen and the quote of General Patton he said I learned very early in my life never to take counsel of my fears don't let the fears control us and if you want stability and peace in your life build yourself around a relationship with God and his word and you're going to find a trust and a peace that overwhelms us in the time of fear it's, the, it's in God, it's in his word. God has not given us the spirit of fear as the Bible says, amen. God wanted... In this scripture of course Timothy to know that this fear wasn't from God that he served he had sent him to various churches to take care of these churches and there was a little bit of fear there in him so he wrote this letter to him and telling him that God didn't give you that fear and what that fear is going to do to you if you let it give you counsel it's going to hinder the work that God has called you to do The first step in dealing with such fears is to understand that they are not from God. It is a significant step to say that this isn't God making me feel like this. God hasn't given me this. It is not from God. The Bible says it. God has not given us a spirit of fear. Notice it says a spirit of fear. There's a spirit that comes along with fear. Uh, when we look at this, that that uh, perhaps sometimes it might come by our personality. Some people worry over things greater than other people worry about them. Sometimes people don't worry at all. Uh, sometimes they have just a, 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 a just good old time in life, and they don't let anything bother them and then worry perhaps it's a weakness of the flesh that brings forth a fear perhaps it is a demonic attack against us and against our world Possibly from the struggles of the world we find fear, but it isn't from God. God doesn't send that spirit of fear upon us to bind us, to put us in chains, to put us in a place where we can't function. Fear is a distraction from the things that God wants to do and many times that fear is frustrating direct from the pit of hell to try to keep us from getting what we need in God fear. fear. Sometimes fear is what holds people back on a pew from coming to an altar because of fear. They don't want to step forward because of a fear of maybe what people will say. A fear of maybe what you'll have to do. A fear of how maybe you won't receive what you need from God. A fear that maybe God won't answer. A fear that maybe God won't even hear. A fear that maybe God doesn't even care about you. Doesn't even want you in the church but you know what fear can control your life to the point where it can hold you back from the promises of a living God it is a distraction but what we need to do with the fears of this world is take them and give them into the hands of God God did not send us that fear it come from other sources what God does give us is what we must focus on because the next step the second step is dealing with such fear is understanding what God has given us is a spirit of power and of love and a sound mind. He didn't give us fear, but he did give us power and he gave us love and a sound mind. Fear is described as a spirit. What God has given us is things that can help us to be able to help others and also help our own selves in the kingdom of God. God has given us a spirit of power. And when we do his work and proclaim his word and represent the kingdom of God, we have all his power supporting us. We have all of his power behind us. We have all the power of God working within our lives, going, speaking through the mouth of authority that God has given to us. When we pray for healing, when we pray for deliverance, when we pray for victory, we are, church, in safe hands when we consider the power of God. He's given us power. He's given us authority over hell. He's given us authority over sickness. He's given us authority over disease. He's given us authority over these things. there's power that he has given us but he hasn't given us the spirit of fear god has also given us a spirit of love this tells us a lot about the power that he's given us many thing many think of power in terms of how much we can control others that's not what god gave us the power for god didn't give us power to control others he gave us the power within our lives jesus gave power in an expression of how much we can love and serve others on the night before the cross jesus knowing uh that the that the father had given all things into his hands you know what he did he got down humbly and washed the feet of the disciples In the book of John, chapter 13, verse 1 through 16, I'm going to read it because it's so powerful. Now, before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour was come, that he should depart out of the world unto the Father, having loved his own which were in the world, he loved them unto the end. And supper being ended, the devil having now put into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him listen what it says here Jesus knowing that the father had given all things into his hands and that he was come from God and went to God he riseth from supper and laid aside his garment garments and took a towel and girded himself after that he poureth water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel wherewith he was girded. In him realizing the power that was placed within him, of course, him being God in flesh, we understand that. But he knew the power that he had. But he didn't do that to just control people, he did that to serve people. He got down on his knees, humbly washing the feet of the disciples. You see, God has given us not the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. What Jesus did with the power is he served others and he was an example to us. Then cometh he to Simon Peter, and Peter saith unto him, Lord, dost thou wash my feet? Jesus answered and said unto him, What I do thou knowest not, but thou shalt know hereafter. Peter was thinking, jesus you're not going to wash my feet he even said it peter saith in verse 8 unto him thou shalt never wash my feet he thought he was being respectful to the lord and jesus answered him if i wash thee not thou hast no part with me thou hast no part with me simon peter saith unto him i liked how he changed it all around peter peter he had quite a quite a way of thinking well I don't want you to wash my feet. Well, if if I can't wash your feet, then you don't have a part with me. And then he said, okay, wash my head, wash my hands, wash my feet. That's the way Peter thought. He said unto the Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. Jesus saith to him, he that is washed needeth not to save, not save, to wash his feet, but is clean every whit, and ye are clean, but not all. For he knew who should be, him therefore said he ye are not all clean so after he had washed their feet and had taken his garments and was set down again he said unto them know ye what i have done to you ye call me master and lord and ye say well for so i am if i then your lord and master have washed your feet ye also ought to wash one another's feet for I have given you an example that ye should do as I have done to you. Verily, verily, I say unto you, the servant is not greater than his Lord, neither he that is sent greater than he that sent him. He gave him power. He gave him love. And in that, in that power, he used the power and love to serve others. He didn't give us fear There's a work to be done, but he also gave us a sound mind. Thank God for a sound mind. The ancient Greek word here had the idea of a calm. In the midst of fear, a calm. Self-controlled mind, it says in the Greek, in contrast to the panic and confusion that rushes in When in a fearful situation like our world's in, the church needs to remain calm that God has got this. God has got this. God's going to take care of this. God's going to take care of his people And a sound mind to not let it just go wild and rampant thinking what's going to happen. Fear here, fear there. We could be a help to this present world in the things that God has given to us because God hasn't given us fear. If we're wrapped up in fear, then we're going to miss out on being able to transport that or transfer that power that God's given us and that uh, love that he's given us and the sound mind into the people that are around us in our world. Fear will hold us back. Not given the spirit of fear, but of power and of love. We need to accept what God has not given us, a spirit of fear, but we need to accept what he has given us. We need to accept that what he hasn't given us we need to put aside and we need to accept what he has given us and use it for the kingdom of God and not let fear hold us back from doing what God wants us to do in this present world, that's the reason why the Bible says that the church is the salt of the earth. We are the salt; we're the preservative. That's what God has called us to be: is to be a an ever-present time in these times to be there with God's Spirit. God is there in an ever-present time of need. He's there for us, and we need to be there for the people of this world to let them know God did not send fear, but He sent power. He sent love and he sent a sound mind. 1 Corinthians 4 and 20, for the kingdom of God is not in word but in power. Dunamis. Where the power, uh, the word comes from in the book of Acts, chapter 1, verse 8, but ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you and ye shall be witnesses unto me in Jerusalem and all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. That word dunamis in the original Greek is where the word dynamite came from. It's explosive. It's powerful. This power that God has given to us through his spirit, but ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. When you receive the Holy Ghost, you receive a power that is explosive and it's contagious amen and that power that God has given us is through his spirit he is a miraculous God he's a supernatural God it is power from the most high God that he's placed within sight of us through the power of the Holy Ghost amen God wants to demonstrate to this world the power of his spirit within his church body the Bible even says in Zechariah 4 and 6 Then he answered and spake unto me, saying, This is the word of the Lord unto Zerubbabel, saying, Not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. I have no power without what God has given to me, amen. I have no authority other than what God has given to me and you have no power other than what God has given to you and you have no authority other than what God has given to us each and every one through the power of the Holy Ghost. We are nothing but flesh. We are nothing but but dirt that has been breathed into us the breath of life and man became a living soul by the power of God's breathing into us It's because of God that we breathe here today. It's because of God that our heart beats here today. But one thing is for sure, he's given us power and love and a sound mind, but he has not given us fear. It is not from God. He has not given us fear. Fear tries to bind what God wants to work through us supernaturally tries to bind us when we have fear there's a lot of things we don't do we we cower up in a corner somewhere and we we don't do what we need to do this world is depending on the church to take the lead in this hour of fear and pray for those that are sick be there for those that are struggling and hurting be there in times of need take this power of the holy ghost to And show them that we're here to serve you and to love you and to minister to you and show you and instruct you and show you the way. And we're here with a sound mind of calmness to bring calmness to our world that everything's going to be okay. The Bible does say, This too shall pass. This too shall pass. (laughs) And we are in a time that of the world that is so in chaos. But since we believe in God, since we trust in God, there should be a calm, calm in the house of the living God. There's power in church. It's it's been said here by T. Guthrie, it is impossible to overestimate or rather, to estimate the power that lies latent in our churches. We talk of the power that was latent in steam years ago before the steam engines were ever invented. And there was a talk of there's power there. And it wasn't, that power of it wasn't realized until it was harnessed and put together for the good of man, latent till what? evoked its spirit from the waters and set the giant to turn the iron arms of machinery. We talk of the power that was latent in the skies until science climbed their heights and seizing the spirit of the thunder chained it to our surface abolishing distance outstripping the wings of time and flashing our thoughts across rolling seas to distant continents. Yet water these to the moral power that lies asleep in the congregations of our country and of the Christian world.
1: You see, all
0: of this has been given to mankind by God. Steam was always there. It's a power that God has given us, and then we didn't realize the power of it until it was harnessed and put to good use. We didn't realize the powers of a lot of things in life, that were given to us by God until we allowed someone to have, and God given us, given the wisdom to harness it and put it together for a good purpose. But yet, sometimes we don't realize the power that the church has in this present world. We don't realize how much power was within this body and within bodies of Christ all around the world. In a world that is caught up in the chaos and the struggle and fear of people dying we don't take it lightly but we do understand it didn't come from God the fear didn't come from God but we can harness the fear to the point where it can bring us to understanding more about God through the power of what he has given us the power of his spirit the power of love a sound mind calmness in the midst of a storm I'd like for us to stand here today we have nothing to fear in God we have nothing to fear the Bible does say that perfect love casteth out fear when we fall in love with Jesus when we connect with Jesus a lot of these fears just float away when we build our relationship in God build our foundation in God All those fear, fear just float away because God's got this if God chose to wipe everything off the face of the earth one thing is sure God's got us covered there is an eternity beyond this world and we don't have to fear it we just need to trust in God. And today, God is not giving us fear, but he's giving the church power, love, and a sound mind. I'm going to open these altars up today. I know a lot of people have been dealing with a lot of things, been dealing with a lot of situations. I would like for us to come to this altar today And I'd like for us to just lift our hearts and our lives, our voices up to the Lord. I want us to open up to him and put our faith and trust in him again. That fear is not God's handiwork, but what he has given us is things we can use for the kingdom of God. I'd like for us to come and lift our hands to the Lord. If you've got fear in your heart, just open your hands and your heart to him. Release it to him today because we've got a work in this world to do. The world's dependent upon the church for a calm and a soundness of mind and a power and supernatural miracles. Let's pray, church. Hallelujah. Let's cry out to God today in the name of Jesus.